Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 264 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue and conclude our week study of 3rd Nephi chapters 8 to 11, covered in September the 14th to September the 20th. Arise and come forth unto me. Uh, we are covering the section today. In 3 Nephi 11, uh, around about from verse 12 to 17, Jesus Christ invites me to gain a personal testimony of him. Now, I did promise you yesterday a uh, a episode where we had a guest studier with uh, on the uh, podcast with me today. Unfortunately, uh, that, that hasn't worked out. But, of course, uh, you know, the whole purpose of the Daily Study podcast is to be able to provide some insight and some thoughts and pondering and reflection over the study on a daily basis. And so I'm going to continue and do that myself uh, solo today. But if there is anyone that is to, willing to uh, join in a future podcast episode, you can email session at gmail.com. And I, I am going to be rescheduling the uh, the guest studier who was meant to be with me today uh, for another time. It's a shame, really, because today is really the pinnacle, I believe, my personal feeling of the Book of Mormon. And it is often spoken of, you know, the, the Saviour's personal ministry is the peak of this record. And for to, to prepare our family for this, we've been obviously, we've been looking at the kind of the signs that happened and the events that happened during the week. And then today we, uh, well, yesterday, I should say, on Saturday, my, my, my family and I t- took the time to sit and watch the, the Testaments, uh, which is like an hour and a bit long uh, film of the events surrounding the Savior's ministry just before his death, uh, and the kind of a, a fictionalized story um, in the ancient Americas dr- during the time of the Nephites at the same time, but obviously drawing on the um, the real events of the signs of his death and the uh, the coming of the sa- of the Savior himself. Real, uh, really emotional uh, and sp- fil- spirit filled. Um, you know, film. So if you can get uh, a way to, to see it, I would strongly recommend that uh, because it is um, well worth doing. And my five-year-old and eight-year-old sat pretty much through the entire thing and were just transfixed by it. So it's really great for families as well. Um, let's let's turn to the record itself. Third uh, Nephi chapter 11, verse 12, the Savior has just announced himself. And it says in verse 12, and it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken these words, the whole multitude were fell to the earth, for they remembered that it had been prophesied among them that Christ should show himself unto them after his ascension into heaven. Remember how it describes how they fell. It just says that they fell, uh, for they remembered who he was. Um, Jeffrey R. Holland and Patricia T. Holland uh, said this in their book, quote, He speaks and says simply with a voice that penetrates the very marrow of your bones, I am Jesus Christ. There it is, or more correctly speaking, there he is, the focal point and principal figure behind every fireside, devotional and family home evening by those held by those Nephites for the last 600 years. Everyone has talked of him and sung of him and dreamed of him and prayed, but here he actually is. This is the day and yours is the generation. What a moment but you find you are less inclined to check the film in your camera than you are to check the faith in your heart, close quote. So important that as we are in the time which has been spoken of so often that is preparing for his second coming, that we prepare ourselves spiritually for that moment where he will reign and and rule and say once more that he is the saviour of the world, that he is Jesus Christ. And uh, all, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess as it did when he appeared to the Nephites. But remember how, again, they fell because it wasn't with so much praise. It was just in awe and astonishment. But let's see what happens next. 
In verse 14, he says, Arise and come forth unto me, that you may thrust your hands into my side, and also that you may feel the prints of the nails in my hands and in my feet. And ye may know that I am the God of Israel and the God of the whole earth and have been slain for the sins of the world. What a moment that these Nephites who have been looking forward toward the time when he may come. 600 years that his um, his time um, was foretold that he would show himself to these people. And here he is now and he's inviting them to personally come and meet and interact with him. I, I know, I'm, I'm very certain that he would have taken the time to see each individual person and just give them a smile, give them a hug, give them a kind word, give them a prompting or direction, whatever that individual require, individual required at that time that he received from the Saviour or she received from the Saviour um, because he knows us so well. K. Brett Natras said this, quote, One of the most incredible events in human history is the Saviour's ministering to the ancient inhabitants of America. Visualise in your mind what, what it would have been like to have been there. As I have pondered his loving and tender care of that band of saints gathered at the temple, I have reflected on individual children whom I have loved more than life itself. I have tried to conceive of how I would be feel to behold our little ones, to personally witness the Saviour, inviting each child to come unto him, to witness the Saviour's outstretched arms, to stand by as, as advanced, to stand by as each child, one by one, gently feels the prince of the in his hands and in his feet, and then to see them stand and bear record that he lives, to have our children turn and say, Mum, Dad, it's him. Close quote. It is a wonderful uh, image to, to picture in our minds, to ponder, uh, and, you know, I think whilst we were watching the film yesterday, this my, my son said this comment when he was watching this in the, the clips of the Saviour in Jerusalem. He said, can you imagine what it'd be like to live in Jerusalem when Jesus was there? And it's just, yeah, that's the point. That is, you know, exactly what it is to be able to know that one day we will be able to be in that, his presence and live and work uh, with him in our presence. For in verse 15, they did go forward. And in that very well-known verse, um, they, they went forward and felt the prince of the nails in his hands and his feet. And this they did do, going forth one by one until they had all gone forth and did see with their eyes and did feel with their hands and did know of a surety and did bear record that it was he. I think we often uh, talk about just how much time, you know, the number, we, we do know the number of people that were there uh, at Bountiful when the Saviour came. And I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, what the number was, but it was in the few thousands. And you think about the time it would have taken to personally minister and allow each individual to touch them and feel and experience those emblems of his atonement. But he did this because, of course, he is our saviour and he knows the the best and perfect way to minister to us. And uh, it was the way it had to be done so that they could all have that personal interaction and testimony of him. And once they had done this, we read what happens in verses 16 to 17. It says, And when they had all gone forth and had witnessed for themselves, they did cry out with one accord, saying, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Most High God. And they did fall down at the feet of Jesus and did worship him. Then they fell to their knees, but not in awe or astonishment, but absolute joy and gratitude for their saviour, for the, for the redeemer of the world who had come and done everything that he had done for them. And they had experienced that for themselves and they just testified of him. Um, they praised him uh, as the son of God. Um, I find it interesting that when the saviour invited them to come to him, he said, arise and come forth unto me. Later on in verse 20, when he asks Nephi to, um, to come before him, 
and to give him the power to baptize. He said uh, in verse 20, and the Lord commanded him that he should arise and he arose and, stand, and stood before him. This, this word arise seems to be often in our Saviour's invitation to us when he invites us to come to him. And I wonder if there is a, a spiritual, uh, you know, um, meaning behind that. You know, we need to arise. We need to look. We need to look up and come to him. It takes some effort on our part. We need to be the ones to come to him. He would more than lovingly, I'm, I'm sure, go to every single individual that he could. But of course, we have to make that step to arise and come unto him. And he invites us to do so on a regular basis. Um, it is a beautiful invitation and one which I'm sure that one day we will all hear, no matter what the uh, the circumstances, whether it be at his second coming or whether it be in a, in a later life. Um, it is a wonderful blessing. And I cannot wait now to begin these next few weeks of study as we look at what the Saviour taught and did amongst these wonderful people, these blessed people who had this experience. Um, I will, I will say that at this point, the first thing that he has done is testified of his own divinity and allowed them to experience his uh, evidence, the evidence that he is the Son of God. That's the first thing. The second thing that he has done is given the authority to baptise which is important, restoring authority and power of the priesthood uh, to uh, to help people make covenants with him. And then the third thing he does is teach about the need to avoid contention, which is an interesting one. You know, out of the whole list of things, the third thing he teaches is the need to avoid contention. And I write about quite a bit of that in my book. Um, I find that a fascinating uh, order of principles that the Saviour teaches. But of course, it is clearly important to him. And so that unity is something which, um, you know, we need to take on board and remember. Unfortunately, we can't really talk, talk much more about the need to be unified and uh, not have contention because we're coming to the end of this study uh, study episode. But please do, uh, I encourage you, um, study the rest of chapter 11. There are some wonderful words in there. And as we go through the rest of these next few weeks now, I, I invite you to join with us to learn more of what the Saviour said to these, these uh, fortunate and blessed people. Obviously, they had to go through a lot of trials and tribulation to get to this stage, but now they were in his presence and were able to taste of, his, of the joy of eternal life, or the, well, the joy that, that he brought and the promise of eternal life as they kept the covenants with him. Um, thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do uh, you know, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. There is uh, There are things on there that are shared every day. It'd be great to hear what you've been studying as well. Uh, it'd be wonderful to hear your insight. And also you can email, like I mentioned at the start, session at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourself. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.